With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. The following podcast was recorded on April 26, 2020, when I did a 12-hour live stream to help raise money for Meals on Wheels. It was a fantastic day. We had a lot of fun. However, because it was a live stream... The audio quality on this podcast may have some issues, and there are going to be things that likely don't translate that well in the audio format because it was originally recorded on video. However, if you would like to go and see all of the video, you can over on Fangraphs.com or check out my YouTube channel. Just type in Justin Mason and should be able to find it, or Potapalooza. All of the podcasts from Potapalooza will be split onto different podcast feeds. TGFBI, Friends of Fancy Benefits, and The Sleeper in the Bus. So if you want to listen to them all, you're going to have to go to all three feeds and download them. Enjoy! Uh, and right now, joining us, we have Ryan Bloomfield and Derek Van Riper, two of my favorites in the industry. Uh, Derek, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself and then where you can be found on social media? Yeah, sure. Thanks for putting this together, Justin. Uh, I work over at The Athletic, focusing mostly on fantasy baseball content. I host a podcast called Rates and Barrels with Eno Saris, uh, The Athletic Fantasy Baseball Podcast, and then Fantasy Baseball in 15, which is a uh, weekday morning show that's supposed to be fantasy news in 15 minutes. Uh, lately, it's been kind of looking more closely at player profile since there is no news, but uh, mostly podcasts and, and some writing as well. And then, Ryan, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself and where you can be found on social media? Yeah, for sure. First off, man, uh, thanks for putting this on, Justin. I've been in and out all day. It's just super cool uh, what you're doing, the cause you're doing it for, and uh, just seeing everyone in the industry, friends I've seen um, in person, people I haven't seen, uh, new people I'm meeting. It's really cool as an industry as a whole and what you're doing. So thanks a lot, man. Um, you can find me. Uh, I write at Baseball HQ. I've been there since about 2012 now, so like seven, eight years. That's Kind of crazy to say. Um, I'm on Twitter at RyanBHQ and not writing a whole lot right now. I'm doing a, a rewatch series of some 2019 games and what it means for 2020 right now. Um, so that's that's been pretty fun. And uh, But yeah, passing the time as we all are. Yeah, I, I've had a hard time like really motivating, my, motivating myself to uh, to write more and I, I really need to, but uh, still doing the podcast just because 
I can. Uh, <laughs> so, Ben, welcome to the show. Tell people a little bit about yourself and where you can reach on uh, on the Twitter machine. Where at? Can you hear me? I can. All right. Um, we're, I'm, I'm uh, teamed up with uh, Tony. He was just on uh, before. Uh, he's at Open Bar Dudes, and that's the podcast. I'm uh, at Open Bar Ben um, on Twitter. And then our podcast is on uh, uh, iTunes and, and some of the other mates. I think Spotify. I, I, I just go to iTunes for pretty much everything. That's true. Uh, we. I'm, I'm not the tech. I'm the guy that shows up to this and 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 just starts spewing stuff. Uh, he, uh, but uh, that's what. Um, yeah, it, it's um, that's where we're found at. Uh, we've really you know been playing fantasy baseball for years uh, and. Uh, started doing a podcast Tony comes to me and says let's do this and I said well okay all right you lead I'll I'll uh fill in when I when, when I can and, and you've done pretty good so um I I understand I'm in with some pretty heavy hitters here is what he he was saying so uh <laughs> Happy to uh, I'm really I'm, I'm I'm super nervous right now. I, I don't usually get nervous, but I'm super nervous and, and uh, really appreciate hum, humbled uh, and honored to be a part of this. It's very cool. Well, don't be too nervous. I listened to your guys' podcast a couple weeks back during the whole tournament of pods uh, and really enjoyed it. So it's definitely worth going and uh, downloading, give it a, a listen. So uh, that's that's the open bar podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. I think we're gonna have one more hopefully joining us at some point, but uh, we're just going to get rolling uh, so that way uh, uh, we don't miss out on too much time because while I'm, while I'm podcasting or, or live streaming all day long, these segments are very, very short. So uh, especially when you got a, when you got a group of people. So let's start with the, uh, the first question. Um, how does a shortened season change how you approach your drafts that haven't been done yet there DVR? I think the biggest thing is it increases the value for young starting pitchers and any other starting pitcher who is going to have an innings cap of some kind this season. So maybe it was someone who was coming back from Tommy John surgery. Maybe it was a different injury. Um, you know, James Paxton was going to miss a good chunk of the full season. Rich Hill was going to miss a couple of months. You know, those guys get a bump because all of those players for different reasons are now on a level playing field, or at least a much more level playing field relative to a full 162. Um, so they're the first guys that I started adjusting. But I've also started to look at prospects as a whole, because as we know, with the shorter season, there's more variance on the team-by-team -team level. The win totals can be uh, a lot more fluky. So teams like the Blue Jays might be more aggressive with Nate Pearson, for example, than they would have been over a full 162. I think the Cardinals maybe don't have the luxury of waiting a couple of weeks on Dylan Carlson. He was playing really well this spring before things got shut down. Uh, and even some of the procedural demotions, you know, we saw teams option a lot of players down somewhat surprisingly uh, in late March. I don't think those players are necessarily going down. So I think what we're going to see is teams generally having to be more aggressive just because they don't have as much runway. They don't have as much margin for error when it comes to making a playoff push uh, this season. And I think on the other side, I think we're dropping the value of a lot of accumulators, uh, guys like Eric Hosmer, who basically just pile up counting stats because they rarely take days off. I think they become a lot less impactful over a potential 81 or 100 game season. On the pitching side, your low K rate starters kind of come to mind, right? Like a Mike Soroka, uh, 
Kyle Hendricks, guys like that are taking slight hits for me just because the lower K rate is going to make what they do a bit less impactful. What about you, Ben? Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely uh, on the pitching side, uh, these the younger pitchers, uh, Tony and I talked about this uh, at an earlier podcast. It, I mean, these guys have inning limits, probably okay to go out and where, where I, I wouldn't have done some of those. I mean, and, and full disclosure, I, I'm, I'm done drafting, but yeah, I, I would probably reach um, for some of those higher upside uh, guys that would, that would have possibly some inning, inning, innings limits. I mean, I, I would definitely try and avoid, you know, some of the known, I guess, uh, slow starters. You know, th- th- there's some of those guys that are out there, um, but uh, it's, you know, which I guess I'd try and avoid those anyway. And, you know, I, I see a lot of going after, well, you know, the injuries, you know, this helps with some of those, but um, I I guess that's kind of a well crapshoot sometimes. Um, if, if I don't know what I'm trying to say, I guess but I, I I would still not really go after some of the injured, you know, uh, injured judges of the world, and, and it, it's still too much risk. I think for for some of those guys, you got to have health. I mean, a shortened season, you can't. I I just don't want to mess with that even even now saying, oh, well, they're starting later, so they're going to be healthy. Well, and then they're not, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, Ryan, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm more with both of you guys. I mean, a lot of the things we're talking about so far are revolving around pitching and, you know, the the kind of the innings caps guys, the injured guys. And I think whatever the changes are are going to impact pitching more than they will hitting. I mean, really for hitters outside of the obvious park factors, um, changes – if they're if if we don't go to um, home parks and we do the Arizona, Texas, Florida, whatever state plan um, that they're that they're talking about, um, that's the big thing for hitters. But really, my answer and, and my adjustments, I haven't really adjusted anything yet. Uh, I mean, it's fun to kind of talk and speculate about all the um, all the crazy ideas that are going on out there and things that are being leaked out. And, and, and ultimately though, we don't really know what major league baseball is going to do. And, and until we get some clarity on what that's going to be, I haven't really done anything actionable in my rankings or my projections until we know what those rules are. Cause there's just so much up in the air, like a DH in the NL talk of seven inning games, double headers. Um, obviously the, the, going to Arizona and all that. So um, until we actually know what's going to happen, um, I've been, I've been kind of just hanging back. Now, the one thing I will say, like when we do find out what's going to happen, like when major league baseball does hopefully announce that a, there's going to be a season and B here are the, you know, 30 rule changes that are going to happen with this shortened season. It is going to be like glorious chaos from a, from a fantasy standpoint, <laughs> Because we're going to have, you thinking about it, I mean, we're we're probably going to have, what, like three to four weeks ramp-up time before Major League Baseball announces what the plan is and when they probably start playing games. It's going to be an entire, like, mini draft season all crammed into, like, a month where we're looking at all the new rule changes, all the new schedules. Um, and I do think, like, schedule, strength of, strength of schedule, strength of opponents going to 
be a somewhat big factor in a half season, rerunning projections, drafting, like all that's going to happen again in a month. And that's going to be amazing, hopefully. So um, June's going to be pretty wild. So I'm, 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 I'm hanging back and resting up until then. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I've done, I think a, a few drafts uh, kind of during quarantine just cause I've been bored, but I mean, I see some people out there doing like 10, 20 online championships, dropping 350 a pop on them uh, or even more. And I'm like, man, like you have no idea. We have no idea what the rules are going to be. Like, how can you like the one thing I tell people when they're, you know, starting out playing fantasy is know your rules, know your league's rules, know your rules, know how the game is played. And this is the one time in probably the history of fantasy baseball uh, that we have no idea what the rules are going to be because they, like you said, they, they could change real rapidly uh, for us. So, um, I mean, I know Ryan, are, you're, you're in the main event uh, usually, right? So DVR, do you play the main event? Usually I do. I had not signed up yet for this year when things stopped. I was really trying to decide if I was going to push through and do it again this year, or if I was going to split up into a couple of smaller NFBC leagues and never got a chance to follow through on it. So now I've got a little more time to think it through, I guess. Okay, because uh, I was going to ask you guys, are you are you going to do it? I'm still I'm still doing my two main events as long as the one I'm partnered up with, my partner still wants to do it. Uh, but like I, I definitely dropped out of some you know big money leagues uh, and just kind of cashed that out just because I mean it might be a huge crapshoot. Yeah, I mean at, at first I was going to do the solo shot, which is like a thousand dollar entry in NFPC, just because the schedule didn't line up. Is is the New York main event was same weekend as Tout Wars, and I was in AL, and the main event didn't really line up. But uh, but since this quarantine has hit, like that itch is is I need to scratch it. So yeah, I will probably jump back into main event <laughs> uh, when we come back here in June. It's just too tempting. Yeah, I, I mentioned. I was going to say, I think I'm more likely to take out a co-owner than I was before just because it is, it just seems a little more fluky. 81, 100, whatever it is, that makes me more likely to find someone to split that entry with. Yeah, I made uh, I made a decision uh, a few weeks ago that I was so bored I joined a 64-round uh, three-sport league. Um, I'm not surprised and, at all you did that. Yeah, no, I mean, and I know nothing about basketball, and I swore I would never uh, do another three-sport league, um, and I got roped into a dynasty. I mean, in forever, it's a dynasty. <laughs> like, 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 uh, the poor decisions I make sometimes, uh, that's my wife can attest to, and I'm sure she'll jump in the comments and, and echo. Uh, yeah, that, that's how bored I got. Um, so uh, let's talk about Fab. I mean, we're going to have a shortened season potentially a lot of double headers, uh, you know, fab pickups may be, uh, I mean, we could have, you know, a thousand dollars fab for a really short season. Uh, so how is this going to change the way you approach fab there, Ryan? Uh, it's, it's going to be a bonanza because I mean, assuming we stay with the normal 100 or 1000 NFBC, whatever your league is, um, obviously you're going to have half the fab period. So people are going to be, I think people are going to be really aggressive and, and, you know, you're going to want to burn through that fab because it's only going to be what 13 fab periods. Um, the one thing I would say, and one thing I'm thinking about and cautioning folks is to not try and be that aggressive because you want to be owning that fab hammer that last month, that last two, even two weeks of the season, because in a short season, a three month season, I mean, that last two weeks is like a month in the regular season. And I don't think anyone, I mean, most of these leagues 
almost everyone's going to be in contention um, because if you think of like a half season, I mean, think of your own leagues that you do every year um, when we hit the all-star break. I mean, there's so much variance in the standings. DVR was talking about variance earlier and just how much that that's going to come into play in a half season. Um, I think people that have that fab hammer in that last month um, are going to uh, going to reap some rewards. So it'll be really interesting. Like one other thing with, with fab, like I don't know if we'll have a, Fabapalooza or Fabageddon or whatever we called it last year, just because I don't know what the minor leagues will even look like. So are there going to be a bunch of prospect call-ups that people are going to blow through their fab money on, or are those guys going to be on rosters at the beginning of the season, the half season and stay through? So um, I just think being uh, not being aggressive, being disciplined in your fab, um, kind of running that last month, those last two weeks is going to be more of an impact than it normally would be in a, uh, in a full season league. Yeah, I mean, I you brought up something that I hadn't necessarily thought about before, but I remember uh, the first time I ever interviewed uh, Rob Silver for a podcast, he mentioned that he was in last place in the in his league in the main event in like July, the year he won the main event, and so you got to imagine now we're not even starting likely until July, uh, and and it's going to be anybody's ball game pretty much up until the last few weeks of the year. And I mean, it, it's going to be a small sample and those can have wild swings. Ben, how are you approaching fab once the season gets rolling? Yeah, I, I, I am probably stuck going to have to, I'm probably going to be more aggressive. I already have a, a, a solar problem on, on a lot of my teams because uh, I went hard after him. And, uh, but I'm, I'm guessing like Ryan said, it's going to be most likely chaotic. People are going to have heart. I mean, it's human nature is going to be hard for for guys to uh, hold back, I think, and, and you'll see a lot of craziness. I'm I'm guessing. Um, I I hadn't really given it a whole lot of thought, um, but yeah, the the, the margins are going to be thinner, and it, it's going to be tough for people. To, I mean, I I think it's probably going to be a little bit hilarious. Um, something to something to good entertainment for sure. But yeah, I, I'm guessing people are going to try to be really, really aggressive and, 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 and the folks that can hold out to the end, like Ryan was saying, will probably um, most likely fare a little bit better. I would, I would imagine. If we thought that the fab after the Japanese games last year were insane, where people were going after Mariners <laughs> to try to pick them up uh, after their hot start to the season, uh, I can't wait for like after week one of of the season this year, someone dropping five hundred dollars on a player in the main event because it's gonna happen. It's just gonna a matter happen. of yeah, who, you know, someone's gonna get two saves that you didn't expect, and all of a sudden someone's gonna drop seventy five percent of their fab on that closer. DVR, how how are you adjusting things? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing is if I want a player early, I think I'm gonna have to come close to maybe doubling a bid, which I'm not thrilled about because I think Ryan's right. You do want to try and have some money left over to control the the later part of the season, even if it is a shorter season. The biggest change for me, and I need to make this change regardless of the season length, I need to not be as patient with players who aren't contributing yet at the big league level. I had so many shares of Kyle Tucker and Forrest Whitley on my benches last year way too long and I missed out on possible impact pickups I missed out on opportunities to stream two start weeks I missed out on some good matchups because I was too stubborn and too patient with those players in redraft format so I think especially in a shortened season you can't have that optimistic view 
of some of those players. They're either going to get called up right away, or they're probably not coming up unless some kind of major injury hits. And we really have no idea what the situation is going to look like just yet with some of those guys who are on the brink of coming up to the big leagues. Are they going to be kind of on a taxi squad, maybe with their big club, not necessarily on the roster, but at least training with those players in Arizona, in Florida, in Texas, wherever this is happening? Because if there's anything we can speculate on right now that seems reasonable, the minor leagues are not going to look at all like a normal minor league season. So you're not going to have that depth ready to go to quite the same degree. So I think we're going to have to really keep an eye on how teams are handling their reinforcements and keeping that in mind as well with how we're handling some of those players that we're trying to stash away on our benches. Well, and that's a really good point because like, if you uh, are like, well, I'll give this guy 10 games, that's one eighth of your season. Like potentially if we're only playing 80 games. Uh, so like you, you may not be able to just hold on to Byron Buxton to hope that he turns it around, but he's also one of those guys that, you know, we've seen him get hot for 60 games. Like, he, he could be a league winner if, if he's hot for the 60, you know, 60 of the 80 games that we play. So it's just such a weird dynamic this year. Uh, if we're playing, you know, 80, hundred games uh, starting in July that anything can happen. Yeah, and, and like I mean, I kind of men- mentioned this earlier, but like this, the standings are going to be so crunched in a half season that like, I mean, we hear stories. I mean, Justin, your Gregor Blanco story. I mean, a, a full season <laughs> going down to the last day and every hit matters. Like it's doubly as much in a in a uh, in a shortened season. So yeah, to DVR's point, I mean, just having that stash on your roster. Not only are you stashing that guy relatively twice as long as you normally would in a full season, but you're missing out on decision points on. You know, even just Friday lineup changes in NFBC, like if you miss out on a couple homers or a bag, like that is going to make a difference in a half season. So um, definitely, definitely agree there. And then, yeah, I'm going to struggle with that. Oops, sorry, go ahead. No, please do. Well, like DVR was saying, I, I, I generally don't and am not as aggressive uh, uh, early on. And um, it's probably, I'm going to have to really force myself uh, and I, I think that's true with, with a lot of players. They're going to force themselves to make really harebrained uh, decisions at times. Yep. Let's uh, let's give away a prize uh, real quick because uh, that's what we're doing today. We're raising money for Meals on Wheels. You can get into these uh, pr- these raffles by donating to my PayPal, justinmasonfantasy at gmail.com or my Venmo at Justin Salinger. Uh, and every dollar you donate – uh, gets you an entry into the raffle. And right now, let's see, we're at the 8 o'clock hour. So let's go ahead and donate. Hey, let's donate another TGFBI entry. It's uh, I'm losing track of time, at least in the first part. I can't part believe of you can still talk, man. <laughs> at least in the first part of this, I had like the, 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 the clock counter going. And I could be like, oh, I'm five hours in. But then I had to do another one of these. Uh, because it wouldn't record for 12 straight hours. Uh, so now I don't even know where I'm at. So we're going to give away another TGFBI entry. Uh, I, like I said, I, I gave away one to start off, and then for every $1,000 after that we raise, uh, we get, uh, we're going to give away another one. So go over to my randomizer page. And Robert DiPietro, you are in the 2021 TGFBI. Welcome, sir. I'm glad you were uh, going to be joining us next year for that. So uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. And the question becomes, we got short samples for a season, right? So 
more than likely 80, 100 games, something like that. How is that going to affect ADP coming into 2021? Is it going to be all over the place or people can use the short, the small samples uh, as, as their draft boards? Uh, are people going to revert back to where things were in 2020? Ryan, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I don't even know what ADP is going to look like in June. Or, you know, <laughs> but leading up to the short season, so 2021, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, it, you, you definitely have to take whatever we come up with in 2020 with a grain of salt, not just from like a sample size standpoint. I mean, obviously – we're treating this full season as a half season. So you would, I, I would, I would treat it as, um, you know, maybe weighing that half as much as I normally would in a normal year. Um, but that's from us, just from a sample size standpoint, like, I mean, these guys obviously are, are, these players are humans. Like we're, if this Arizona thing or Florida thing comes to fruition, like how much stock do we want to put in performances where people are pretty much displaced and having to go down there with, without family, we don't know yet. Um, for example, I mean, like, I mean, these guys are having kids like Mike Trout is his wife's due in August. Like, is that guy going to be fully dialed in um, if he can't be there uh, with uh, with his family or be with his team? I mean, he probably choose his family over his team. But uh, <laughs> but just from, you know, displacing everyone and and and, you know, the craziness of this half season, I, I'm definitely going to take it with a grain of salt. I think most people will, too. So. Um, it's going to be it's going to be pretty wild from an ADP standpoint next year, especially those outlier performances like there are every season. How much do you put in for like, a you know, not a lot of people buy like a Danny Santana's example. I come up with over a full season last year. What's going to be the 2021 Danny Santana and a half season? Like, I just don't think people are going to put much stock in uh, in what they see in 2020. At least I won't. What about you, Ben? Yeah, and, and unless it's a, a player that's got a really solid history of, of, uh, you know, consistent performance, it's going to be hard to nail some of these down. Cause you're going to, ha- you're probably going to, ha- you know, if it's 80 games, especially I, I I've heard, you know, a hundred, I mean, if you get to a hundred, you know, it, it's a little better, obviously, but it, it's just going to be so bizarre. I, I, like Ryan was saying, I mean, people are going to, I think most folks are going to have the wherewithal to go. Oh yeah. Well, uh, this year's Danny Santana probably isn't going to hold a lot of you know weight the, for 2021. But um, again, it'll be the Wild West. It's it'll be entertaining. I, this is all very so bizarre um, and uh, entertaining in some some regard. Uh, it's you're just going to have to throw a lot out the window. <laughs> <laughs> for for ADP reasons, so I mean, yeah, that's it's a strange time. GVR, I was just thinking about this earlier today. As if you if you're playing in an ESPN league, a Yahoo league, whatever, just a league with your friends, essentially, and you took the NFBC ADP most years and basically just used that for values. I think you would do pretty well in most home leagues with that in most years. But I feel like you won't do as well with that next year for all of these reasons. There's going to be a lot of noise in the numbers. Ryan made a great point just about the uh, the human aspect of players. Like for the guys that do have families who are away for four straight months, potentially, that's going to be hard. Performances are not going to be where they should be. But even for guys who are just totally okay with it, who go down to Arizona or Florida, think about Jose Ramirez's first half last year. 
if he did that in what looked like a full season to us on paper, that's going to mess with our heads. It's going to mess with the valuations. It's going to be really difficult uh, to sort through everything, especially with the possibility of these games being played in parks where we didn't have park factors prior to this year. Uh, so conditions like that are going to throw things off. I mean, I just see this being a, a mess of a year that really opens up a lot of interesting possibilities for 2021. I think if you're a good individual talent evaluator who's generally good at shutting out the market and not being kind of stuck to market biases in your in your approach, you're going to be much better off next season than somebody who kind of follows the wisdom of the crowd most years. I think that's a really good point. I think I think most people when they do their ranks for themselves or if you're in the industry doing ranks for a website or a podcast, uh, you really should do it before you take a look at ADP so you're not influenced uh, by that uh, too much. But next year, for sure, it's going to be the year to just ignore ADP, ignore that noise uh, before you get your uh, your ranks out. Because I, I think, you know, ADP changes a lot from I, I do my two early mocks in, you know, usually September or October for the next season. And then by the time ADP is like done for the year, you've seen some massive changes from that. Um, I think next year is probably going to be, uh, or have, have the most massive changes out of any season we've, uh, we've seen in a long time. Uh, we've got a few minutes left. I want to make sure you guys get some plugs for all your work. I really appreciate you guys coming on. Ben, remind everybody where you can reach on social media and then plug uh, your work. Uh, but- at Open Bar Ben on Twitter, um, at Open Bar Dudes is the is the main feed. Uh, Tony's much more active on there than I am. I just kind of sit back and, and uh, try and uh, bug him quite a bit. Um, and then we're on the, the iTunes uh, at, at Open Bar uh, Fantasy Baseball. Um, Spotify, I think, is another one and, and a couple other platforms, but uh, iTunes is the main one. Um, and we're just a, a couple of couple of dads, I think, is what the couple of dads doing a podcast is kind of making a go of it. I guess first year. Ryan, let people know where you're at on uh, social media, and then uh, tell people where uh, you can be reached at. Hour eleven. Oh man, uh, that is fantastic. <laughs> So you can find me on, on Twitter, Ryan BHQ. Oh, we got the whole crew. Oh, all in Dustin Mason apparel, of course. <laughs> oh man, that's that's awesome. Uh, Ryan BHQ, find my stuff at Baseball HQ. Ben is awesome to meet you. Justin's family is awesome to meet you. <laughs> you are good to see you again, man. And Justin, thanks again for putting it on. Oh. Yeah. DVR, why do you remind people where you can reach on social media and then plug all your work? You can find me on Twitter at Derek Van Riper. Check out the podcast. Check out my work at The Athletic. Uh, the pods are Rates and Barrels, Fantasy Baseball on 15, and The Athletic Fantasy Baseball podcast. Uh, hopefully, people can check them out Any, anywhere iTunes, cool. uh, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are available. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on. I'm going to start switching you out for the next crew. Uh, but you guys were fantastic, and make sure everybody follows all of their work uh, and follows them on Twitter. I'm going to give my child back to uh, Bye guys. to my family. Bye, Danielle. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> Great meeting you guys. Thanks a lot, Justin, for doing this. It awesome. Definitely. Take it easy, guys. Take care, guys. First place in my league. Got a blockbuster on my way. And a pickup on my sleeve. They call my team insane. Say I'm
just pay me now City win first place then take a bow Finish on top I'ma set the standard Don't believe me you could check the standing When I draft I make smart selections Got more sleepers than a narcoleptic Meet your match kid my lineup's nasty It's far fetched thinking you might catch me No surprise I'm taking home the prize Only time I rest is a playoff by Make amazing finds off the wave of wire All day and night better stay retired See me in first all proud and cozy Bro please I can't even count my trophies Bragging even when my bats are slumping I'ma pack a punch that track a junkie Only one little one play First place in my league